Welcome to Talking Brains. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Sarkis at stephaniesarkis.com. I'm the author of Gaslighting, Recognize Manipulative and Emotionally Abusive People and Break Free. This episode starts the second season of Talking Brains. I'll be talking about why people with ADHD may be more prone to being victims of gaslighting. Please click that subscribe button and give Talking Brains a five-star rating. It's appreciated. Enjoy the podcast. So first, I'm going to give you some information on gaslighting ADHD. And again, this episode is about why people with ADHD may be more prone to being victims of gaslighting. So first, what's gaslighting? Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse. The intent is to psychologically control a person or a group. Gaslighters achieve this through making their victims question their sanity and by isolating them from their friends and family. And when someone's isolated from their friends and family, they tend to be easier to control. The gaslighter will tell someone that their version of reality isn't real, so they wind up relying more and more on the gaslighter for their version of reality. And this is exactly what the gaslighter wants. You see gaslighting in things like narcissistic personality disorder, and things like antisocial personality disorder, and you can also just see this by itself. Uh, there's two causes of it. One is that you grew up with parents that were gaslighters, and you learned that this is an appropriate way to interact with people. And also, you may just kind of be, be born with these gaslighting techniques, and you just know that this is a way to manipulate people. So what are some gaslighting behaviors? So first, like I said, uh, they tell people that what they're seeing and hearing isn't real. They pit people against friends and relatives. Uh, gaslighters love nothing more than starting a fight. So they'll tell you that a friend or relative said something really bad about you. And instead of thinking, oh, the gaslighter's lying, you get upset with that person because at this point you really trust the gaslighters. So then you stop talking to that friend or relative. And again, that's exactly what the gaslighter wants. And almost always the gaslighter's lying about what the person said. They may hide items of sentimental value and blame the victim for being irresponsible. They'll hide wedding rings. They'll hide items of great value. And that's a form of economic abuse is by hiding the items that you could possibly use or sell to get enough money to leave the gaslighter. And there's a gaslighting, economic abuse, financial abuse episode on the podcast uh, from uh, I think a few episodes back. So that's a good one to listen to that. Also, gaslighters have chronic infidelity. They are always looking for their next narcissistic supply or fix. And so they will cheat and you'll catch them and they'll tell you that they never cheated, even though you have evidence, they'll blame you for cheating. They project a lot. So they'll say, well, you must be the one that's cheating because you're accusing me of it. And then the person that's the victim, of the gaslighter will wonder why they're being accused of cheating. And they'll spend time trying to figure that out and making the gaslighter happy. Meanwhile, the gaslighter continues with their infidelity. Also, they do splitting. So they idealize people. They put people up on a pedestal and then you fall off the pedestal. So they devalue you. So you're wonderful and amazing in the beginning, and then you can do no right after that. And then they discard you. They tend to find someone that now fills their narcissistic need, and so they'll just disappear on you. But many times what happens is they'll just contain their infidelity and still keep you in the relationship, and you have to be the one that leaves them because, again, they don't want to cut off their narcissistic supply. Also, they'll tell a victim again that what they saw or heard never happened, even if you see them and hear them specifically say that. And they say it enough that you start questioning your sanity. Again, this is what the gaslighter wants. They want you to think that what's happening isn't real and that you're going crazy. So, And they'll also tell you that other people think that you're crazy. They'll say, well, if you leave, who's going to watch you because you're crazy? And again, this is all part of the gaslighter's manipulation plan. 
So they also do a thing called hoovering. So when you try to leave a gaslighter, they will really crank up the manipulation to get you back into the relationship because again, they're losing their narcissistic supply. So hoovering, they'll say that everything's going to be better. They'll never really apologize because gaslighters don't apologize because that would mean taking res- uh, personal responsibility and admitting that they did something. Uh, but they'll say that things will be better. But as soon as you get back in the relationship, things are just as bad as they were before. Also, they do love bombing. So on your first date, the gaslighter tells you they never felt like this before and how wonderful you are. And it's it's overdone. It's over the top because they're trying to come on too strong because they want to get you hooked so they can go ahead and start the emotional abuse component. So also they tend to ask too many personal questions up front and it's a way to store up your vulnerabilities and they use that as ammunition later. So let's say uh, in the beginning of a relationship, they tell you, you know, what's your deepest, darkest fear? And I've heard that from quite a few people that are in a relationship with gaslighters. They'll say, what's your deepest, darkest fear? What's um, something that you really wish no one knew? And they're not doing that because they care about your answer. They're doing it because they're saving it up to get you with later. So let's say you say that your relationship with your sister, um, you really regret that, you know, you and your sister got into a fight and things haven't been the same since. And the gaslighter eventually will pick a fight with you because that's what they do. And they'll say, oh, well, no wonder your sister doesn't get along with you. You fight with me just like you fought with your sister. And that's what they use it for. So again, they're, they're way too intrusive at the beginning of a relationship. And again, they use those vulnerabilities and ammunition later. They also may do what seems like the opposite, which is they talk about themselves a lot and never ask you anything about yourself. So it can go both ways. Also, gaslighting behaviors can differ because a person can go through a stage or a cycle in a relationship where there's abusive behavior, then there's a a so-called honeymoon phase, Again, the hoovering part where the person tries to bring you back in and then there's a buildup to the gaslighting again. So these relationships tend to not get better. Also, if you have gaslighting in a relationship, if you have this form of emotional abuse, you're also more prone to your relationship developing physical abuse as well. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about ADHD. So we just talked about gaslighting. I'm going to tell you a little bit about ADHD. So ADHD exists everywhere, all over the world. Uh, I have people say to me, well, isn't this just something that happens in the U.S.? No, it happens in every country. Uh, in the U.S., it's over 11 million people. In the U.S., it's about 4.4% have ADHD. And again, very similar range of percentages around the world between 3 to 6%. Uh, also, you may have heard the terms ADD and ADHD used. It's all referred to as ADHD now. So, uh, so just to clarify that before I, I start. So there's three different types of ADHD or subtypes. There's inattentive, hyperactive, impulsive, and combined type. And to be diagnosed with this, you have to have symptoms prior to the age of 12. And it's very common for people with ADHD to have difficulty remembering their childhood. So if you have a hard time thinking back to when you had issues at school, that's very normal to experience that. So uh, with the inattentive type of ADHD, you need to meet at least six out of nine symptoms of ADHD in our diagnostic manual, the DSM. And that includes daydreaming, being forgetful, losing eyes frequently, difficulty sustaining focus, and the hyperactive impulsive type, you have to meet at least six out of nine symptoms. And that includes being driven by a motor, feeling like you don't have an off switch, or a lot of adults report having inner restlessness, interrupting, blurting out answers before the question has been finished, excessive talking, difficulty waiting turns. So if you meet at least six or nine more symptoms of both subtypes, the inattentive or the hyperactive impulsive, you qualify for the combined subtype of ADHD. 
Now you don't outgrow ADHD as an adult. It just changes. So you still have symptoms, but they may be less intense than when you're a child uh, due to the frontal lobes of your brain maturing over time. Uh, ADHD is largely a problem with executive function. Now it is genetic, so it's highly heritable, which means you probably got the genes from one of your parents. And the executive function component is that the frontal lobe does things like uh, time estimation, regulation of emotions, shifting of rules so that when a rule changes on a task, you're able to follow that shift in rules. And so those are just some of the executive functions. Uh, also planning, forethought, learning from consequences, and these are, tend to be impaired in ADHD. So again, it's genetic, but also there's the executive function component. And people with ADHD tend to be low in dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. Those are three neurotransmitters. Now there's some evidence showing that you're low in GABA, which is a neurotransmitter as well. So that's ADHD. Now, why are people with ADHD prone to being victims of gaslighting? Well, first, there's a lot of research, especially by Barkley. Russell Barkley is, is the guy in ADHD. He wrote a really good book called uh, ADHD in, in Adults, What the Science Says. And that was published in 2008. And he's written many books, many papers. And I really recommend those. Those are kind of the gold standard of the ADHD research that we have. Uh, people with ADHD found have a lot of self-esteem issues. Uh, they also have difficulties maintaining friendships and relationships. Uh, they tend to have a high rate of divorce. They tend to have more financial issues. Also, people with ADHD tend to look for the best in people. I, I think, you know, I have ADHD and I've been pretty open about that in interviews and online and in my books. Uh, but they, I think, I'm biased, but I think that we really look for the best in people. We tend to... Um, even when we have comorbid anxiety and depression, which happens to about 50% of us, we still look for the best in people. We still think that people are generally good. And people that are gaslighters prey on that. So also people with ADHD tend to uh, not have acceptance from others. They were told that they were less than. Uh, also, they're more emotionally vulnerable because if you've been told throughout your whole life that you are less than or why can't you think or work like everyone else, you feel very vulnerable. You're kind of like a turtle without its shell. And people with anxiety and depression experience that too. Uh, you may have been told not to trust your intuition, just to not trust your behavior. You may have been told that, oh, what your gut's telling you, don't pay attention to that because you have ADHD, so how do you know? People have been told that. Uh, also, there's a cycle of guilt and shame. Uh, ADHD, uh, people tend to blame themselves for it. And it gets into a cycle that's really hard to get out of. Uh, also, people with ADHD tend to be underemployed. Underemployed means that you're being hired below your ability level and you're being paid below your ability level. And also people with ADHD have difficulty keeping jobs because they may get bored easily. They may have difficulty following instructions. And we'll get to why being underemployed and having difficulties keeping jobs falls into gaslighting. Now, like I said, you know, it's not just people with ADHD that are prone to gaslighting. People with depression, anxiety, and again, 50% overlap with ADHD are more prone to gaslighting. And also people with chronic medical conditions uh, uh, like ADHD are more prone to being victims of gaslighting. Because again, there's that vulnerability component. You may have to rely on other people for help with things and gaslighters really zero in on that. Now, anyone can be prone to being a victim of gaslighting, but especially people with ADHD and other medical conditions. You may be asking yourself, well, I don't know if I'm in a gaslighting relationship or I've been told that I have poor communication, I have ADHD, and I've been told by my partner that I just don't listen well, and I don't know if I'm being gaslit or if I just have poor communication skills. So here's the difference. And I wrote an article on Psychology Day about this, if you want to look that up. So 
when you're told that you're less than and you're told that you're not pulling your weight in the relationship, it's difficult to tell what's someone giving a valid concern and what's someone gaslighting. So with gaslighting, there's a motivation to control another person or to get away with something. When it's poor communication, it may be that you or your partner have difficulty expressing and listening to each other. Gaslighters usually have an ulterior motive, meaning that they're trying to pull one over on you. With poor communication, it's usually just that communication skills haven't been learned or it's difficult to apply them. Uh, So when you have a gaslighter, let's say you're in a relationship, you're ADHD and the other person's not ADHD. Now, I'll back up and say first that people with ADHD can be gaslighters too. But let's say you are not a gaslighter, you have ADHD and your partner doesn't have ADHD and is in gaslighting mode. What happens is when you get into a relationship and let's say the dynamic is you don't have ADHD and your partner does, the partner that doesn't have ADHD may take over for things like organizing finances, just organizing your home, uh, keeping track of all the logistics and detail throughout your day because people with ADHD tend to be really good at ideas, but not so much at, at following through and doing the detail work and paying attention to details is a symptom of the inattentive type. When you have a partner that helps you out with stuff, that's not gaslighting. But if you have a partner that's consistently telling you that you don't have a right to have access to any money because you have ADHD, or the partner refuses to tell you what's in the bank accounts and blames on your ADHD, or if they bring you into therapy and say that your ADHD is a source of all the problems, that's gaslighting abusive behavior. Because everybody contributes 50% to a relationship. It's never just one person or the other. And keep that in mind. Again, I'll repeat that. Even if you have ADHD, you're only responsible for 50% of the relationship. The other person has their 50% as well. So again, if you're taken into the therapist's office for couples therapy and your partner says, well, this is all his ADHD, has nothing to do with me, that's usually not true. Now, that usually means that the other person is having some interactions with you that, that aren't good for the relationship either. Again, keep that in mind. So healthy partners will go to couples therapy and they'll say something like, I really want to know how I can work better with their ADHD. Or I know that, that I, the way I've responded to some of the things that have happened, I know aren't right. And I know I have some issues too that I need to talk about. That's healthy to say. But again, if you go to a therapy office and your partner says, you know, this is all their fault, it's all ADHD and I need to know how they can get fixed. That's a big red flag. That's a magenta flag, I call it. So that's more than a red flag. Gaslighters, again, will try to control your finances. Again, that's known as economic financial abuse. Check out the other episode of Talking Brains about that. Uh, And they will manipulate you. They will blame your uh, ADHD for them cheating. They will blame your ADHD for basically whatever they don't think is going their way. Uh, they may even get to the point where they blame you for physical abuse and they may say, well, you, you know, you made me so angry about this that, you know, I had to stop you. No, that's a total lie. Someone that is abusive will come up with any excuse to have abusive behaviors. They do not take responsibility for their behavior. No one should be abused. No one. Uh, you may think that, you know, that you're less than, or that no one else will want to be with you. And that's, that's not true. Um, you can find someone and be with someone that appreciates you, including your ADHD. ADHD is just a part of you. And even just, you know, if you were hundred percent ADHD, it doesn't matter because you still don't deserve to be treated unfairly and abusively. So you can have a healthy, solid relationship when you have ADHD. When you think that your behavior 
is the source of someone else's behavior, let's back up on that too, because you are not responsible for other people behave. You're responsible for how you behave, but not how other people behave. So a healthy relationship would be that you talk to your partner about, hey, I have a concern and here's how I think this concern should be solved. And then your partner gives their two cents or their opinion and you kind of come to an agreement or you agree to disagree. In an unhealthy relationship, the partner that doesn't have ADHD will blame your ADHD for everything and tell you that I've heard this quite a bit from people. Well, you know, we have one kid together, but you know, the person with ADHD is like my other kid. And that's really insulting. And to me, that's a red flag. Uh, when you have someone tell you that, that your ADHD is like having another kid in the home, that's very disrespectful. And then I start to wonder what other behaviors are going on at home. Um, so if you're ever discounted or treated poorly because of your ADHD, you have a disability and that would just be like someone attacking you for being diabetic or having poor eyesight. It just, it's just really not called for. So again, uh, when you have a healthy relationship and you go to couples therapy, both people take 50% responsibility for the relationship. So what if your boss is a gaslighter? Because I talked about being underemployed and having difficulty keeping jobs. And again, being underemployed means that you are working below your ability level or you're being paid below your ability level and also difficulty keeping jobs. You may have gotten bored with a job and you just left impulsively, or you have difficulty following the unwritten rules of the workplace. Cause we have the employee manual and then we have the unwritten rules of the workplace. And the example I usually give about unwritten rules of the workplace is that you are in a school and the school manual says that if you're a teacher, that you go to the principal for all your concerns because the principal runs everything. But the unwritten rule is you go to the principal's administrative assistant or you go to the custodial staff for stuff. And that's the unwritten rules. That's not what's in your employee manual. But people with ADHD have a hard time picking up on these unwritten rules because first, your life is pretty chaotic if you're not getting treatment and getting treatment is an essential part of getting better. Uh, that includes therapy, medication being the most effective, uh, exercise is a healthy component of getting ADHD treatment too. Uh, but so let's say that you aren't seeking treatment or don't have treatment. Uh, learning the unwritten rules of the workplace is really difficult. Now, if you have a gaslighting boss, sometimes they will prey on you because they know that you're having difficulties coping with the workplace. So they may first, you know, act like they're trying to help you out and help you adapt to the workplace. But when in fact they're setting you up to take a fall for something. And again, if you're ADHD, we tend to think that people are generally good. So it's hard to believe that someone would treat you like this. So uh, if you have a boss that's a gaslighter, consider whether the behavior from your boss qualifies as harassment. Now in the US, the Equal Opportunity or the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC, defines harassment as unwelcome conduct that is based on race, color, religion, sex, including pregnancy, national origin, age, 40 or older, disability or genetic information. And again, disability, ADHD is a disability. And people tell me, well, is a disability or a gift? You know, it, there are some positive things too, but also ADHD is a debilitating disorder. Uh, there's a 50% increase of anxiety and depression, as I've mentioned. Uh, you also have a higher rate of suicide, six times higher rate of substance abuse if you're not treated with stimulant medication. Interestingly, if you take stimulant medication, your risk rate for substance abuse drops back down to that of a control group or people that don't have ADHD. So there's a lot of impairment that goes with it. Yes, they're also positive. So I'm trained in cognitive behavioral therapy and also solution focused. 
therapy. So in solution-focused therapy, we look at what's going well so we can increase that. And also I look at what's not going well so we can work on that too. So I lean more towards, actually I would say I lean more towards um, that it's a disability and that that this is a genetic disorder, it's a biochemical issue, it's an issue with the frontal lobe of the brain, executive function capabilities. So you do need treatment in order to live the life that you want to live. And again, at this point, stimulant medication is the most effective treatment. It has the most data behind it. Therapy also can be helpful, and some studies find that therapy and medication works better together than either treatment by itself. I'm going to continue reading the U.S. EEOC's definition of harassment. So uh, harassment becomes unlawful where one, during the offensive conduct becomes a condition of continued employment, or two, the conduct is severe, pervasive enough to create a work environment that a reasonable person would consider intimidating, hostile, or abusive. Anti-discrimination laws also prohibit harassment against individuals in retaliation for filing a discrimination charge, testifying, or participating in any way in an investigation, proceeding, or lawsuit under these laws, or opposing employment practices that they reasonably believe discriminate against individuals in violation of these laws. So you can find more information at eeoc.gov. That's Eagle, Eagle, Oscar, um, I can't think of a word that starts with C, cat.gov. <laughs> so if you're listening from the UK, the law that protects victims of harassment is the Equality Act of 2010. If you're listening from Australia, victims of harassment are protected through the Fair Work Act of 2009. And you can find out more about harassment laws in the UK, Australian, and U.S. version of my book, Gaslighting. So there's a U.S. version where the chapter on work gaslighting has all U.S. laws. There's a U.K.-Australian version that covers mostly U.K. laws um, about protecting yourself in the workplace. So I recommend that if you think that you're being harassed in the workplace, seek the counsel of an attorney that specializes in employment law to find out what your rights are. Uh, It differs by your country and it differs by the number of employees in the U.S. anyway. Uh, So please talk to someone about that. And it turns out that many times people find that they actually have to leave their place of employment because their boss is gaslighting them or their coworker. And that really isn't fair, but it costs people a lot more in the long run emotionally. And it takes a physical toll on your health to remain a toxic work environment. So again, contact an attorney if you feel like you've been harassed. And again, uh, people with ADHD, they tend to feel like they've done something wrong, or they tend to be concerned that they aren't going to be able to find another job because it's happened to them before. And that happens more often to them than other people. So they're less likely to speak out or leave their job. And again, this is a toxic work environment and this tends to not get better over time. Uh, Sometimes people tell me that they feel like they also aren't going to be listened to because they have ADHD and they aren't trusted. And I think the important thing is to speak out and also to fight the stigma of ADHD uh, that, Again, you are just as trustworthy. Your intuition is just as on target as anyone else's. You're a good person. And for someone to dismiss you because you're ADHD is really uncalled for. So if you are being harassed, you are being treated unfairly. If you are in an abusive relationship, it's it's time to, to leave. And I'd really recommend um, that you seek legal counsel. And also, if you're in an abusive relationship, know that the most dangerous time in an abusive relationship is right before you leave or right after you leave. So it's really important that you contact your local domestic violence shelter. There's also the National Domestic Violence Hotline. That's at thehotline.org or 1-800-799-7233. 
7233. Uh, if you're looking for pro bono or no charge legal representation, uh, go to the National Domestic Violence Directory of Pro Bono Legal Representation at probono.net. That's P-R-O-B-O-N-O.net slash D-V. That's Delta Victor slash Ops Guide. O-P-P-S-G-U-I-D-E slash. Or else just Google National Domestic Violence Directory of Pro Bono Legal Representation. They should give you all the information that's listed by state. Also, uh, when you leave an abusive relationship, uh, you may be suicidal or just the fact you have ADHD makes you more prone to suicidal thoughts. Please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at suicidepreventionlifeline.org or 1-800-273-8555. They are available 24-7. They also have chat. They have a chat for veterans. They have a chat in Spanish. So you have a variety of options available to you. And know that somebody cares. Uh, Being in a relationship that's abusive is a very, very difficult thing to be in. And usually people, stats show that people will try to leave about three times before they finally leave for good. Uh, So this is a difficult thing to leave this relationship, especially when a gaslighter has eroded your self-esteem and you already maybe weren't feeling so good because of your ADHD anyway. So, uh, but know that there's hope. And I've worked with several people that have left these types of relationships and they went on to having healthy, fulfilling lives including having a a healthy relationship later on with another person. So, So just know that there is hope available. And again, if you haven't sought treatment for ADHD, really important you do that. I think that getting treatment for ADHD and studies show that your quality of life tends to increase. And I've noticed that people I've worked with, when they start getting treatment for ADHD, they start noticing more and more that they're in an unhealthy relationship and they realize that their relationship was actually holding them back instead of helping them grow. Because a healthy relationship, people kind of lift you up and help you become a better person. So, and they do it in a loving, gentle way. So that's this episode of Talking Brains. And again, this starts our second season. Thank you for everyone that's given us a rating or has commented. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Sarkis. I'm at stephaniesarkis.com. I'm the author of Gaslighting, Recognize Manipulative and Emotionally Abusive People and Break Free. So please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It's appreciated. Thank you and have a great day.